reading from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all good godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. For this I was appointed a herald and an apostle, I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. The word of the Lord. Hey, good morning, guys, and thank you for not traveling with 19 billion other people. Uh, we, we noticed a lot of traveling. The reason I'm sitting down today is two weeks ago, if you noticed, that um, I was having problems preaching, and I had a severe headache, and two weeks ago, I apologized to you guys and kind of went down and disappeared. And I went to urgent care, and when I went to urgent care and said, I got this massive headache, and he looked at me and said, you just had a stroke. And, uh, the, and so I went, oh, and not a colorful language comes out of your mouth at that time. Even as a pastor, you're not going, praise God, I can, tr can trust you right now. And uh, so they took me by ambulance across the street. And, I, and when, when I was in the ambulance, I said, you know, this has cost me 1500 bucks. And he said, you know that? And I said, of course I know that. It's 1500 So I was at the, uh, six hours, I was at the emergency in uh, Marina Del Rey, and my medical could not pay, would not pay for me to be there, which is fine. And I took another ambulance, another 1500 bucks, to uh, Ronald Reagan uh, Hospital, which I was on the sixth floor of, it's called the, um, the what did I have? the stroke area. And so just found out that was interesting. What I had was called a TIA. And a TIA attack is like a clog in the blood vessel that is traveling to the brain. And as really you start reacting like you had a stroke, but once it gets to the neck, it kind of unclogs itself and there's no permanent damage. But the thing is, with, thank you. One clap. One clap. I just told you like a little miracle here. But it's interesting. What frustrates me here is because I am a living stroke victim as it is. Because they go, look, his face is drooping. And I go, my face is always drooped that way. And they go, hold out your hand. Look, his whole left hand is shaking. It's been shaking since second grade. And so it was just doctor after doctor after doctor was coming in. So I would appreciate your prayers. Uh, I'm going in for more testing. I, I, I'm not doing the Saturday night service for the month of December just because the energy level is not there yet. And so just like when you get in a car accident, you're afraid to go in the car. And so when you had a TIA, TIA attack here on the pulpit, you're afraid to speak. You just don't want to speak. So today, uh, let me just pray, and I'm going to do it in a unique, different way. 
Uh, we're going to have some incredible interviews. I'm going to have a challenge for you guys and, I'm an, and, and an encouragement. So there's a lot of things to be thankful for, isn't there? And I've always said that every day is a gift from God. And I just found out that I'm a crummy patient, but I have a wonderful wife that has been by my side day in and day out. And I've been actually listening to her. You know, with a male ego pride, you just, I know what I'm doing. But everything she says, I go, okay, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. So anyway, these pants is just an illusion. I don't wear the pants in the relationship anymore. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for healing. We thank you for your love. We thank you for this day. We just pray, Lord, as we know that joyfulness is a choice and happiness is an emotion, as Angela was speaking. I just pray, Lord, that this will be a time that we can really choose to be joyful. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God, someone got ahead of me. Amen. Good for you. Well, last week, I don't know if you know this, but, but if you look at the church calendar, it is the end of the church year, which m- means be the first one to wish you a happy new year, because now this Sunday is the beginning of the new year for the church year. And just like every new year, 2019, it's hard to believe that we're coming up to 2019, isn't it? I just remember, man, when we were singing Prince, party like it's 1999, that was like 10 years from now. And now that was 20, almost 20 years ago that 1999 was. So it shows you that we're aging fast. And so this Advent is interesting because this, starting next week, we are preparing for something new. We are preparing for a new year. And Advent is the four Sundays that lead up to Christmas. Now, if you know, uh, starting next week, we have the candles that are, are going to be there. There's four candles, and the fifth one is the candle of Christ, which we light our Christmas Eve service. And the theme of next year, and I put it on the screen, called The Words Made Flesh. And this comes from John chapter, John, the book of John chapter 1, and it says there, put on the screen, and the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, and the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. So Jesus Christ came down to make known who God is, to come down in flesh, and Advent simply means the arrival of something new. Now, if you think about this, this is how it is like New Year's. I just want something new in my life. I want a new beginning. 2018 has been a difficult year or whatever it might be that we're preparing for something new and preparing that Christ will be revealed to us in a brand new way. You know, going through all this hospital stuff and all this, you have a deeper understanding of who God is and your prayer life becomes much more deeper, doesn't it? If you guys have been in the hospital, I'm finding out I'm not a good patient. I'm a big baby. Maybe that's just a guy thing, but I, I mean, I wasn't easy to be with. And I kept telling him, no, I'm not a pastor. <laughs> you don't want to be a pastor to then be a jerk at the same time <laughs> on the screen. And so as we, we look at this, there's, a, there's four words that are so important here. And these four words of Advent really brought light to me. Because these four words are exactly what we need to live. I'm finding out in the last few years that our church has changed so much, the American Evangelical Church, because of our culture. The church needs to change the culture, not the culture needs to change the church. 
And these four words we need to live, and I'll put them on the screen. Live a life of hope. Live a life of love. Live a life of joy. And live a life of peace. And so how do we exhibit those in our lives? How do we do this? So about a few weeks ago, I just realized, did you know this? In Thanksgiving, we in history spent $1 trillion on Black Friday. $1 trillion in gifts so far in the United States. That's a boatload of self-centeredness if you think about it. And so what I decided to do, and I, I, I told Brooke this, I wanted to do this because I don't spend money on gifts. And you can call me Ebenezer or something. And, and the thing is, it's sad. I don't buy gifts for my wife Christmas or her birthday and vice versa. But we give a lot. And so it's, I want to take some of the money that I'm not spending on gifts, and I want to challenge you. So uh, the next four Sundays, I'm going to give away $100. Now, this is not an open giveaway because I'm not even close to that, or Ellen show, because I love the Ellen show. Hey, $20,000. But what I want to do is I want to challenge somebody to volunteer to take this $100. And now this week, I want you to give hope to somebody. And whatever it is, if you pray about it and stuff like this, and in doing this, I want you to document it in your head, and then I want to interview and share, share how you made such an impact in someone's life with a $100 bill. Then you will light the hope candle for next week. And then the next Sunday, I will give another $100. Now, thank goodness Advent's not eight weeks. I will be broke. <laughs> it's only four Sundays, Okay. So this is for this is not church money. This is my money. So this goes toward my self-centeredness. But I get I get a lot of kick hearing other people do something. And so here are the rules. I put some rules up there, and I put it on the screen. Use the money to share the Advent words of hope, love, joy, and peace to someone or to a group of people outside of our church. You can't give it to your spouse. Here, let's enjoy ourselves. It's on the house. Okay? Um, use the money this week before the following Sunday. So you have to spend the entire $100. Must be given directly to a person or persons and not a donation to an organization. Give it in the name of Jesus and come back in light of the corresponding event themed candle the following week and share how the money was used to bring the word to someone. Now, Jennifer and I did this. Uh, with a, we got a gift card from one of you guys last year, which is $100, and we ate at Olive Garden for 25 bucks. We gave the waiter the rest of the balance. And what was amazing, he just opened up and said, going to school, he's saving his money. He was just so excited about getting the 60 or $70 for a tip. And so it's encouraging to be there. So if you volunteer, you're going to take a picture of me because if you don't show up next week, I promise I'll put the picture up there to go, this person just ripped $100 off me. <laughs> hey, I'm smart enough. <laughs> so who would like to be the volunteer this Sunday to take the $100? Anyone? The word is hope. hope, and the next one's love, the next one's joy, and the next one's peace. I saw a hand up. Why don't you come forward? And so, so, I have people. Okay. 
All right, come forward. Okay, and then I'm going to pray. Introduce yourself. Uh, Tammy Alsobrook. Tammy Alsobrook, there's $100. Let's pray that she will bring this week hope into someone's life. And then next week, she'll come and share what happened. All right? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to give hope to someone outside this church. And I pray, Lord, whoever and you bring to her heart, that this will be a beautiful time that she can bring hope in someone's life. We just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, amen. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Okay, good. So let me just share briefly here. One of the things that I've learned about life is when I worry and have anxiety, which I've had in the last couple weeks, what happens that when I worry and when I get stressed out, the attitude of gratitude is gone. Do you notice that? The last thing you're going is you have a thankful and grateful heart and worry and stress out at the same time. You can't do it. I tried. I can't. I'm all stressed out, but I thank you, Lord. You can't do it. So I'm learning, and I'm in the process of learning here, is that because every day is a gift from God, use it wisely, that I need to have an attitude of gratitude that I'm still here and not in the hospital. I'm still here and walking around, and I still can speak, and I still, I can't stand and speak at this time, but I can speak. And so, therefore, when we balance our gratitude out and have an attitude of gratitude, and I always love this because the scripture verse that Dana read goes, do not worry, and I go, I hate this scripture because it's so simplistic, isn't it? And he goes, look at the lilies. And we were in Mount Zion last week because I just took off, and I want to show you Mount Zion. This basically, if, if Jesus was writing the Bible, he would say, look at Mount Zion. Not Mount Zion. Why am I calling it Mount Zion? Look at Zion National Park. It takes care of the three pictures here. Look, I take care of these. They don't toil. They don't worry. But I take them, and I didn't even die for this. I died for you. And so when we were walking around Zion National Park, I was just amazed at the natural beauty that God created that still every season is completely different, but yet it does it on its own. And so when you understand Scripture that way, and, and the thing is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 27, it says, are you not more value than they? And so for me, I have to understand that, yes, God values me as a person, God loves me and takes care of me. And so Jesus reminds us that sometimes we just need to chill out. You need to chill. And so on the screen it says a good way to relax and to joy is to count the ways God has given, God has taken care of you and be thankful. It's a switch. It's a paradigm shift. It's a, you know, I can change my perspective much quicker than I can change my circumstances. Right? And so, so today I want to interview two people that have been in situations that have been very hard and very difficult. And because um, I didn't want to do a 30 minute sermon because I didn't know how I would do. And so I'm going to ask Cindy and Isabel to come forward. And if you notice, I sent an email via Brooke. And many of you volunteered, but these were the two, first two that volunteered. So, Cindy, come forward. And Isabel, 
you could come forward at this time. And uh, Cindy, if, I don't know if you know that, she's a Marine. And so we want to thank her for our killing her son's the biggest cheerleader. And, uh, and uh, I just, just grab the mic, Cindy. And um, so I'm scared of Cindy's. Marines intimidate the heck out of me, you know, so I don't want to get Cindy mad at me. <laughs> so, Cindy, how did you find the church? Um, wow, well, it's uh, been a couple years, but um, I took a trip to Chicago, and a couple of my friends out there, they're, um, they started going to a Christian church. Okay. And so they invited me to their church, and I loved the atmosphere. I loved the, you know, their fellowship. And when I came back home, I Googled um, churches around here, right. and this is the first one that came up. So okay, good, because we pay big bucks for that to be the first <laughs> one that comes up. <laughs> And I do all the reviews on Google. <laughs> so if you look at Google, I'm just the awesome guy in the world. And so, so you started coming a few years ago, and you were real consistent. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it kind of tapered off a little. What was going on? Um, I had a boyfriend. And <laughs> I like that look. You like that look? <laughs> Boyfriends can be yeah, jerks, can't he, they? Um, yeah. Um, so he kind of uh, had me. I, I distanced myself from church, from family. Okay. So it wasn't a really healthy relationship. Okay. And then what what happened then? You began to drink. Yes, I, I did. Um, after we broke up, that's I feel that's when I got into like this deep depression. And I there was days that I couldn't even get out of bed. Like I would be lying in bed for the whole day. And I would just be so tired and, and just sad. Um, and then I just started to drink. Um, you know, I started going to my local bars <laughs> around okay. my neighborhood. And, um, yeah, it just it spiraled under, um, out of control. But something six or seven months ago, you had one of I call those aha moments. Yes. And it, which those aha moments aren't really positive. They're just reality. And so tell me what hit. Um, my kids uh, were, uh, they, they just had enough. Um, my daughter was like, you know, I'm just tired of you coming home drunk or not coming home at all. And, you know, I, I, we don't have our dad. You know, he's not consistent. And we only have you. Okay. And you're just, you know, it seems like you don't care anymore. Wow. And how did it go with your son? Um, my son as well. He, they both didn't want to be with me anymore. Okay. They had actually asked my parents already if they could move in with them. Okay. And so their rejection was actually what helped me um, just you know, come to terms that I, I was going in the wrong path. Okay. Now, how did you um, begin to stop? Did you get connected with a group or? Yes. So I actually got court mandated to go to AA meetings. Okay. And so that's how I started going. And eventually, um, after my court um, obligation ended, I still kept going. And, um, and I've been going ever since. But I wasn't sober until May 28th. So I was going, but it wasn't like I was ready. I wasn't right, ready. Right. Um, so May 28th, how long ago is that? Um, it'll be six months this 28th. So you haven't... November. Okay. <laughs> so you celebrated your six months of sobriety. I, next week. What's today? That's the 20th. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I just had a stroke. How do I know? <laughs> <laughs> so in three days. So okay, three days. Yes. All right. So in three days, you'll be celebrating six months. And so if you look at six months ago, with your relationship with your daughter and son, 
and your perspective of God and you, how has life changed? What is something to be thankful for? I am so thankful to be sober. Um, my kids are going through a hard time right now, and I am so thankful that I'm actually there for them. I mean, I've, I've bought them, you know, clothes and bought, buy them whatever they need, but, you know, this is different, mm -hmm. you know, actually being there for them, and, you know, it, it's just amazing. I, I can't change that for anything in the world. Right. Um, you know, even, even with work, um, I have a new job. I started working at UCLA. Things are just so awesome, and I just... It's and you, you told me your relationship with God has changed, yes. too. And I've seen you here every Sunday now. Mm -hmm. And uh, not that I'm watching you, <laughs> but but how has your relationship with God changed too? I feel like I, throughout the day, every day, I take a moment and I just thank God for all the kindness and all the goodness that I have in my life right now. I just, I, I can't express the gratitude that I have, okay. that I was given this second chance. But how about somebody that's really struggling with drinking and right now, what advice, or could you give someone advice about that's hard because uh, I think that when you're ready, things start changing. Um, it, I mean, the only thing I can do right now is be a friend and listen to that person. Okay. And, you know, just let's go to A meetings, let's okay. do that. And I'm yeah. just so thankful to be in the rooms. It's It's been a very life-changing mm -hmm. thing for me. So if somebody wants to go to an A meeting, can they call you and oh, definitely. join you as well? Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you so much. And give Isabel. Cindy I've always wanted to interview, and then all of a sudden she was the first one to respond to Brooks' email. Isabel was the second. Now, Isabel, you've been going to... Now, if you don't know Isabel's story, she, uh, four or five years ago, six years ago, her granddaughter was murdered, um, brutally murdered, and her, her daughter kind of dropped, him off, dropped her off at her boyfriend's, and so she by doing that, was in prison as well for five years. Now, we had your daughters there. And I remember Isabel met Emma, not Emma, who? Eva. Eva. Sorry. Eva at, uh, where did you meet her at? At the Inglewood Jail, Linwood Jail. I was visiting my daughter. And she invited you to church? Yes. I, on my way to visit my daughter, I was praying for God to, sorry. That's okay. See, it's cool to have, oh, anyway. I was praying for God on the way there. I was praying for God to have somebody pray for me mm -hmm. and to also find a church that would help me okay. for what I was going through. I'm sorry, it's been eight years and I... It's been eight years? And I just, it would make it easier. Well, I was so, told that this doesn't go away. So then Eva prayed for me. Okay. And they're, they're, um, she's volunteering for, um, the church is volunteer for people that need prayer. Okay, put the mic to your mouth, sorry. Uh, she was volunteering for um, people that needed prayer. Mm -hmm. So they came up to her and the little lady named uh, Grace. Okay. They, they came over and they asked me if I needed to, if I needed prayer and I just fell apart. And then you made an appointment with me the f before, yes, before so Sunday. So in that same day, uh, Eva gave me, it was, I think it was a Saturday. So Eva told me that she comes to the church and she gave me her phone number. And then I just came the next day okay. to church. And so now it's interesting because you, you've been through hell. I mean, I can say that. 
because you have been through a living hell. But you were the second one to say, I want to give praises. I want to give something to Thanksgiving. So what are you thankful for? God has been so graceful and merciful. Mm -hmm. He has blessed me with so much, mm -hmm. especially this church, you. Mm -hmm. You have been a, a big player in my healing. And I, my relationship with God is way better, mm -hmm. much better. And the relationship with my daughter and me is so much better okay. than what we had before. And then God has blessed me with another granddaughter. Okay, and you have another granddaughter. And how old is she? She is a year and 23 days. Okay, okay. And, and I, I remember Isabel, she said, I do not want to get attached to this granddaughter because I lost a granddaughter. Do you remember those conversations? Yes, I was terrified of loving again. Yeah. And then the minute she was born, I looked at you and go, ooh, that, that fear just went away because yes. you just fell in love with yes. this girl. Yes, yes. It was a, a beautiful experience. It was a thankful joy in how merciful and grateful right. God is, graceful God is with me. So if somebody's struggling with an attitude of gratitude, and a lot of people haven't gone through what you've gone through, but they've gone through some heavy stuff, how did they switch? How did you switch from going, I, I, there's eight years of pain, and I'm telling you right now, not from my personal experience, but that pain for your granddaughter that passed eight years ago, that does not go away. It doesn't go away. It's just when you, when you rely on God for his strength and his mercies, you can't. You kind of live, live. You kind of live to learn. You live to learn how to live with the pain. It's, it's kind of he kind of like puts like a bandit over it. And I mean, I cannot be here. I cannot be functioning the way I function without God's love and grace. Right. Right. And it is hard. We just have to keep on going, keep on trusting God. That's my main thing. Um, my relationship with God is. Knowing how much he loves me, he loves me better than anybody in this world, and he will never forsake me. Good. One thing I love about Cindy and Isabel, they're really real with their emotions. So they're not happy, happy, happy all the time. You know, they're just, they'll, they'll be honest with you, I'm having a hard day, I'm struggling. But yeah, there's a deep down joy is definitely a choice in their life. Now right now, I'm going to walk around the sanctuary. And if you put this on the screen, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give thanks. It's called the praise of the people. And there's a question, what are you thankful for in, in, um, in life? And, and so you go, I thank you, Lord, for whatever that may be. So if three or four of you, you can stay up here, three or four or five of you would love to share what are you thankful for. This is a great opportunity for us as a body of Christ to share what you're thankful for. If you're not, you don't have to share. Anyone thankful, grateful? Go ahead. I thank God for. I thank God for my mother, uh, that we're here together today, and that he's really blessing our time this Thanksgiving weekend and up to right now that we're here. Really, I'm thankful right. we're here. You know how it's complicated getting to church. Sometimes you yeah. get distracted and wonder if you should go, but they're here. I thank for the peace, just always the peace in the midst of all the well, stuff. Well, thank, thank you so much. 
and thank you for being part of our church as well. How old are you now? I can ask her. She tells me all the time. My wife just told me to shut up right there. Did you hear that? <laughs> Ninety-two next month. Okay. Real quick, what are you thankful for? Yeah, my name is Felix. My wife Vera. About two months ago, <coughs> I was in a freak accident, and I end up in the not in front of LAX, in the middle of the road, and I was lying face down with broken arm and uh, white SUV stopped just second before I fell and guy in white clothes come to me and ask can I help you mm -hmm. and uh, he says yes I can and I, I, I'm from Russia and sometimes in stress I used Russian words. And he says, are you from Russia? I have, I'm from Bulgaria. I understand Russian. Can I, how can I help you? He says, can you take me home? Because I live around the corner. He took me home. I introduced to Vera. Vera took me to Marina Donai Hospital. In the same hospital I was in. Yeah. And I got <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But I, I got excellent doctor, young doctor, Chinese guy, who fixed me, and next day after very serious surgery, I start walking. Good, thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? He broke his shoulder in ten different places. We just celebrated 63 years of marriage, right? 60. It's it's a lot. 68 years of marriage. So. I just figured by the time Jennifer and I are married 68, I'll be 130. <laughs> so good. Anyone else? Yes. April. Go ahead. Thankful definitely for um, the foundation of this church. Okay. Because no matter what, I think after 15 years, I know it's home for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm also thankful for um, the blessings of my children. Um, through them, I always tell them they gave me my childhood back. Yeah. And then um, I'm definitely thankful for something I prayed for for a long time, which is my sister circle and my support every day. Good. And I remember when your son was four feet tall, and now he's six foot how long? Six and four. Good grief. It was just in junior high. Thank you. Okay. Oh, a little one. Okay. Two more people, because I only can walk about ten more minutes. Okay. Hi. My name is Aaron. Now I'm thankful for my video games. <laughs> <laughs> for them being, for them being with me through hard times. They've always been there, so I'm, I'm thankful. That's good. So always thank God for your video games. <laughs> I thank God for my car. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yes. I'd just like to say I'm thankful for you. Oh, you're a sweetheart. Because many times we go through our days mm -hmm. and we need a little lift or, or a little peace of mind. Mm -hmm. I come here and that's what I found here, especially Pastor um, Reuben. Reuben. He's very He's on vacation. peaceful for me. Yeah, oh, good. To, to listen to you 
settles me down mm -hmm. and sees me, it lets me see what I have to look at. Okay. So, Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. One more. Oh, Keisha. Go ahead. Well, because I turned around and I stopped my friend. This church, I used to live in Glendale, and I was looking for another church home where I could bring my kids and they could be raised in the church the same as I was. Mm -hmm. But it was so far, and April would say to me, when you guys move, you have to come here. You have to come here. And that first weekend, we moved to L.A. That Sunday, I was right here. And I knew that this was the place for me, and I walked in the door, and I just started crying. And I didn't even know why. <laughs> but there was just all this stuff in my brain and my mind and my soul and my heart that I just didn't even know was there. And I felt like this place was home. And that's been 11 years now, and it's been amazing, like, meeting and, and just embracing all of you and our, our church family. I am thankful for you. Good. And for April for bringing me here. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's stand and give the peace of the Lord.